0: This podcast is brought to you by JewishPodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at JewishPodcasts.org. This is Shai Gutman with the Nikuda podcast, Pashto uh, Shoftim. Pashto Shoftim is um, particularly notable for a string of mitzvahs, the mitzvahs, dealing with the issue of kishof, which is magic of various sorts. Um, what this basically has to do with is using... Supernatural uh, forces to either acquire knowledge or you know that we wouldn't ordinarily have, or to get things done. I mean, to do certain actions which uh, would not be able to be done by natural means, um, and to use them in this kind of a using this particular system. Which usually involves something called Koichesatuma. These are uh, forces that are from the uh, negative side, so to speak. Uh, and I'm not going to go in, you know, tremendous depth to discuss exactly where it's coming from and how it's done. But uh, and it's and it is very um, uh, delicate in terms of uh, you know, uh, giving down a uh, sock a particular uh, decision on specific methods that are used, uh, depending on the purpose for which they're used. I mean, there are certain situations, uh, like uh, for healing, where some techniques may be used that would be questionable if used for something else. So obviously every individual situation is... Um, uh is is a different question. But anyway, some of the mitzvahs that are involved here is the mitzvah Sheloy Liksoim. Mm-hmm. It says lo yimutze Bikul Koisem mm-hmm. Kisumim. Um there's Sheloy mm-hmm. Lakhashef. Um there's the uh lo um Loy Mutze You know like some machshef of Loitachai is also a uh for this mitzvah um, then there's the mitzvah of shaloi lechavoi Chover. That's from the pustik bechover chover, chover chover, v'shoyal oiv v'yidoni v'doresh alamesim. Um, so each of those is a separate loisaser. Uh, each is a different different mitzvah, um, not to consult with a, an oiv or a yidoni, or to be doirish alamesim to to ask uh, to, to bring up souls of dead people um which would answer the idea of séances and things like that um in any case um these are these are these are also it's goes into the the whole question of um uh these false prophets who may be uh giving out prophecies that may even come true and still you're not allowed to to listen to them uh if there if other things they are saying are against Torah, and also you know a person who's, who's prophesying in in the name of the Novo so so and these things are all related anyway, so I wanted to go at it from a particular angle, which I think is um very relevant to our times, I and mean, we one may say that you know well we don't find that much kish going around these days um, <coughs> which is. You know, true to some extent. I mean, it's certainly probably less than it used to be, but, you know, there are those people that practice these questionable uh, things. There's also a lot of questions, as I said, about medical pra- practices, uh, when they're allowed and when they're not allowed, and some of the alternative types of things, um, and certain types of, of even psychological therapies. <clears throat> those are practical questions that have to be asked these days, and there's quite a bit of controversy among, among the police come out about some of them. Um, but anyway we're talking about the general subject and what it means and how it, it could be considered to be relevant uh, today as well uh, even outside of the, the uh, question of practicing uh, certain you know uh, occult types of things and, and uh, paranormal types of things and all this um, and I wanted to discuss it like this there are two aspects of the way that we relate to Hashem that I think are relevant to this. Number one, there's a concept of um, the way Hashem reveals himself to humanity. One thing is that Hashem is totally concealed, obviously. He is uh, so transcendent and so far removed from our reality that we can't perceive him directly. The only way that we can perceive him, is in a general way, I mean, as opposed to him just coming out and revealing himself to an individual, talking to them or something like that, but in general, you, you, the way we perceive Hashem is through the creation. That the way that Hashem created the world is the way that he relates to us, and this relates directly to the idea of love and fear of Hashem, so how we react to Hashem <clears throat> through his creation if a person is constantly uh, uh, you know torturing you or if, if 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 you you are convinced the person hates you and and they're only seem to be out to uh, cause you distress so obviously you're going to have a very hard time loving that person you may fear them but you're not going to love them and um, the the question is how does a, a person uh, get somebody to love them so they do that by showing Them, one person shows the other that the one loves the other, and then the other is uh, more likely to respond by loving the original person in return. You show love, you get love. Um, So in order to reveal himself to creations in general, Hashem created a world where there would be others on whom to... uh, bimashpia, you know, to give to and uh, to have a relationship with by showing his love to his creations, the creations respond by loving their creator. Uh, and this comes by uh, appreciating Hashem and seeing Hashem's work in the creation and seeing within history and with, with uh, individual uh, you know, events in a person's life by ascribing them to Hashem as opposed to just to coincidence, we um, we create we, we realize that there's a relationship going on here, and we respond by uh, by um, uh, praising Hashem and and diving to Hashem and having that that constant relationship. Uh, one of the ways we do this, for example, is by making bruches. We realize that means that Hashem is giving us pleasure in some way, and we are responding, we're we're actually, uh, uh, in order to have that pleasure from the thing, we first are acknowledging that this is coming from Hashem as a, as a show of love to us, that He wants us to be happy, He wants us to, to have that, that pleasure and then we are returning You know, the favor, we're or, or, or acknowledging it, or we're, we're, we're entering into a direct relationship with Him through the creation by praising Him for the creation. We say in Davening, she Omar that praised is He that spoke and the world was, the world was created. What does that mean? It means it's not enough simply to study the creation, even to recognize the greatness and the grandeur and the majesty of the creation. If we don't recognize that Hashem is the one who created it and He's the one who put it all in motion, then we're not using it for its purpose, which was that He should be able to have a relationship with us by our acknowledging His his being behind the whole thing. Okay, so... One thing we have to understand about human beings is that because we've been endowed with a superior intellect and a certain ambition to know and to do all kinds of things and to you know conquer and to create and to um, you know affect the world that when we're left to our own devices because we have our own, you know, agendas and we have our own ambitions and we want to accomplish certain things and we have our own values and when we are uh, in sync with the rotz bo'ire, that is the, the, uh, the will of the creator, so then we uh, kind of subjugate our own desires to Hashem's desires or we make His his agenda, our agenda. We make his, his uh, goals for creation our own goals, and then we're in harmony with him, and uh, there is no conflict. There's no friction there. But when we have our own ideas and we want so badly to uh, to get these, you know, to go in a certain direction sometimes we don't really care that much if Hashem agrees or not or if it's, uh, in the worst possible case, it could be a situation where Hashem is obviously opposed to such, a, um, to, to, to such a course of action and we want to do it anyway or we want to get access to certain information that maybe it's better, we're better off not having. So what do we do in such a situation? So Hashem has set up the world in a certain way, with a certain framework, and with a certain set of rules, which is basically the rules of nature. I mean, this is aside from the moral directives that we get through the Torah. We have a certain, Hashem set up the world with a certain system, and he himself tries as much as possible not to contradict that system or to to violate it in any way, uh, because that's the way things are supposed to work, and there's a reason why it's set up that way. However, um, sometimes people try to get a- around it, and that's basically what we're doing when we're resorting to kishuf, to, to uh, sorcery. Sorcery is a way of bending the rules or going in a backhanded way to accomplish things in a way that's, that's kind of breaking the rules. Um, and again, because we want our own interests You know, to work out it so badly that we're willing to do whatever we have to do in order to do it, even if it's uh, through uh, basically illegal uh, methods. So instead of instead of conforming to the rules of nature and working within those rules of nature, we are um, we're using. we're going to, you know, the underworld basically to to get things like like you know, employing the mafia and unfortunately, of course, as, as we know from people that uh, get involved with the mafia, that very often the mafia ends up controlling them and that's usually what happens if a person goes to these koichos et that the the uh, these, these this, this underworld of the spiritual world. Um, they end up get being taken over by it. So uh, because th- that world is. Is really in the negative side. It's uh, it's it's associated very often with death um, and destruction and you know they talk about black arts and things like that. I mean, there's a reason for that. There's this is the opposite of life and and light and you know and joy and it's you know talk about things associated with devil worship and all kinds of things and you get into avoided zoras and terrible things you know human sacrifice and who knows what I mean. It's, 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 there's really no limit to how low um these things can go so uh, if a person is is um you know willing to uh basically uh you know there's no no holds barred in terms of what they're willing to do to to find out what they want to find out or do what they have to do <clears throat> they can get into a lot of trouble um, so as I said I mean, it's, it's, it's really a direct uh, muscle, it's a direct uh, uh, metaphor, uh, the idea of dealing with the underworld, dealing with, with, with organized crime for example, to do something um, and dealing with these uh, you know, these nefarious um, methods of uh, occult types of things um, the Toyota does not say that these things don't work and it's, it's very possible that in many cases they do work uh, but that's not a justification to use them. And again, if it's not the way that Hashem wants us to be dealing with the Bria, and the thing is that when... So, so how, does it con- how does it contradict the Bria? Because the whole idea of the Bria, as we said, the whole idea of creation is that we should acknowledge Hashem, get closer to Hashem, you know, do Hashem's uh, uh, will so that we see how good that is and how that's working for the benefit of mankind. Um And when we do things through these uh anti god types of uh, methods, it doesn't lead back. In a, it's not a, a kiddish Hashem. It's not, it's not leading us to any closer relationship with Hashem. On the contrary, it's just making us feel better about ourselves that we're able to, you know, we're, getting, we're outsmarting Hashem in a sense. We're, we're, we're using the Bri in a way that was not intended to be used in order to get a w- around something that he wanted us to do and do something, you know, do our own thing um, despite that. So it's certainly working against the whole, the whole goal for creation which is uh, an extremely dangerous thing. So, let's take this a step further. There's the, uh, today, you know, why do we, um, <clears throat> why do we um, not, one of the main reasons why this kind of occult things and maybe not, being not done as much today as they were in, in previous generations is because of the, uh, the dominance of science Um, to get things done. And the general uh, outlook of science today being that anything that's not materialistic um, and that we can't identify exactly according to materialistic um, uh, methods of of inquiry, we can't identify the mechanism how some things work that therefore they don't work. Anything that doesn't correspond to that that, um, materialistic model... um, which is, in, in other words, something that's m- involving some kind of paranormal or, or uh, you know, a cult or whatever, any, any, any of these things are, are invalidated. They're just simply considered to be not valid simply for the fact that they are not involving the rules of normal um, materialistic uh, methodology, which is what science is based on. So... The problem with it is, is that if science would be appreciative of the idea of a creator and a creation, and understand that, you know, all of these amazing things that we find happening in science um, are due to Hashem, and uh, therefore we come to appreciate him more the more we know about how much brilliance, you know, he put into the, the creation of the, of, of, of the universe. So then, that the science itself would be a Kiddush Hashem; it would be bringing us back to Hashem. And unfortunately, again, because you know the sitra achra is uh, quite active, and uh, on the contrary, the trend became, you know, more modern times um, to separate out the idea of a creator from uh, the study of science, so that uh, because theoretically. Some scientists were able to figure out a way that supposedly creation could have happened on its own, and the creation and the the development of life could have happened on its own, through some kind of a magical process they call evolution, and you know, Big Bang and whatever, all these different things just magically happened by themselves. um, Because they found it possible to imagine how that could happen, uh, whether it's valid or not. They uh, refused to uh, see a linkage or or, or a causative uh, uh, relationship between a creator and a creation. So therefore, what happened was, now a person could uh, observe the most amazing things in in the most wonderful things about the about the universe, and with and 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 totally not give Hashem credit for it. So. On the contrary, there becomes an illusion then that we can know whatever we want. We will eventually know everything that there is to know, and we can do everything we want because we have the uh, the tools of science, and therefore we're on our own, and we can do everything that we feel like doing. Uh, it's more the general population, I think, that's less educated, that has this attitude. I think the true scientists are a little more humble, and they do ac- acknowledge the limitations of science to be able to do and know everything that we want to know. Uh, I heard, once heard a, science, a scientist saying, you know, now we now know that there are things we will never know. So that was, you know, that's that's, that's a pretty big admission, but for a scientist. But um, when we talk about, you know, lately this this concept of following the science, as if there is a science which knows everything and, and can tell you everything, you know, you have to know. Um, despite the fact that it keeps on Changing its own rules and, and coming up with total contradictions of things that it said previously, and that's and that's considered to be perfectly valid in the uh, in the, the uh, progress of science. Anyway, so if science again was a humble, um, you know, uh, method which realized its own limitations and gave credit to a creator for the things that it discovers, then it would be something that would work together with. With, uh, with religion, there would be no conflict. But unfortunately, because it's not like that, it turns out that really, science is feeding that same um, desire of man to do whatever it wants um, in a similar way to that, uh, the, the, the idea of magic, that um, just, as, just as sorcery is a way of getting what you want uh, even, even no matter no matter how you have to do what you have to do to get it, so science is also basically saying you know the, the only the only thing is that science hopefully has some kind of controls on um, on on ethics and you know some kind of considerations of what what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. But even then, it's not um, ruled by any kind of uh, religious uh, determination of ethics. It's kind of a rational determination of ethics which can also you know go according to the times i mean you know the nazi germany was known to base a lot of their philosophy on science and uh, and, and you know, emphasize the idea of, of scientific experiments like Mengele, and and, and, uh, and you know the and then they had you know their ethical philosophers, and they they had their own their their own method of uh, you know their own intellectual justifications for doing the kinds of things they did. So, you know, and now you've got certain countries that are basically legalizing euthanasia, and and all kinds of things are going on in the scientific world because the scientific world isn't isn't linked to the religious world, and on the contrary, they seem to be. Uh, uh, contradicting each other, so anyway, this is the basic point I wanted to make besides that, in this parsha, we also have the statement of tometia imhem Al which is really the, 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 the moral basis the hashkofa the, the basis for this whole approach to science and uh, and sorcery and these kinds of things is that if we 're on the level of toemtia, if we 're really at one with Hashem and we go with a certain tomus with a certain purity and a certain innocence. That we we look to Hashem to to understand that Hashem knows what's best and Hashem is working again for our best interests together with us, and there is no reason to rebel or to to try to to uh, be in a competition with Hashem in a sense. You know, to make ourselves into into gods and make ourselves into this you know this, that we can we can do anything and we can know everything. Um, instead, we just rely on Hashem. We 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 look to Hashem for guidance in all these these matters, and we don't try to impose our will on, on things in that in that respect. So um, so then we we benefit from that relationship. Then the relationship is going further, and it's always blossoming, and it's always getting going deeper. And it's always uh, it's we're having you know us from each other because we see that Hashem is here to to uh, because. He wants to make us happy, and we want to make him happy, and everybody is uh, working in the same direction. But uh, fortunately, as we see in the world, this reliance on science, and certainly reliance on sorcery and that kind of thing, only causes problems and only causes people to become more dissatisfied and more depressed and more uh, at odds with the world because they're always trying to you know, make their imprint and, and make things go the way they want them to go and uh, not realize that there's uh, has His own plan and his own his own reasons why he uh, set things up the way he has so rather than trying to play God or to question God um, the Tommimt is exactly the opposite you know in the idea of just being a, a certain innocence we, we always are trying to figure out what's going to happen and because we figure you know what's going to happen in the future is uh, going to allow us to manipulate it and going going to get allow us to you know again Impose our will on the future because if you know what's going to happen, then you can avert it, or you can, you know, you can change it and do something else. But the the religious person who relies on Hashem and that he has his own, you know, plan that's going to win out in the end anyway, um, we're not always trying to uh, to to impose our own specific will on things, and we're we're relying on Hashem, you know, to. That whatever he does is good. That that's you know that's perfectly okay with us. So um, again, this whole thing is is just a, a perspective. It's it's a it's an orientation towards life in general. What it's for. What it's about. What we're here for. What is our relationship with Hashem? All these things are bound up in this in this whole question. And there's a definite reason why we have this have these ideas and and. Uh, and, you know, that shapes our attitudes and why the toya is is all the completely uh, consistent in the way it deals, deals with these subjects of how we relate to the world around us and to the whole issue of knowledge and how we apply that knowledge and how we uh, even, you know, decide what we really want and what we're working towards. So I hope that that... Um, brought some insight into this subject and uh, always anxious to get any response and feedback from you if you uh, would like to provide for us. If you would like to contribute to the organization that produces these podcasts and see what else we're doing, access some of our other uh, materials, you can find that at nakuda.org. that's N-E-K-U-D-A-H That is nakuda.org, and um, you can also have the option to email us and contribute to dedicate the podcast in memory or in honor of any occasion or memory of some loved one or whatever, Uh, and we'd be very happy to get that support. Thank you so much.